Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Neil, the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists from Shea. Oh, oh the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, 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 no. oh no! Right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor Oladipo! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. Episode 38 of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook and sitting next to me as always, Eric Hawk and Jake Light. Episode 38, the boys are back. We took a nice week and a half break there. How did that uh, break treat you guys? You know, it was good. I went to Florida. I saw uh, some rockets at Cape Canaveral. Went golfing a bunch and just ate a bunch of food. It was pretty nice. Yep, I stayed here in Kokomo, Indiana, uh, coached a little basketball, had some fun doing that, got a nice win last weekend, and uh, it was nice, and uh, enjoyed All-Star Weekend, it's always nice to be able to fast forward through all the bull crap after, you know, because yeah. you never watch it live, it's just not worth it, no, so definitely you just not. fast forward through the bull crap, and uh, it was fun watching it, but wish Pacers player would have been in it, but other than that, had a, had a good time on the break. Yeah, complete blasphemy. That a Pacers player was not included in uh, All Star Weekend. Do you think Bojan would have won the three point contest? He couldn't have beat Joe Harris in my eyes, but I think he would have definitely beat the Currys and definitely Dirk. I think it's a big I mishap. Hate, yeah, it's a big mishap on Silver not just putting any kind of, the third team in the East. You can't even give him a skills contest. Like, give me Aaron Holiday in the skills contest or something. You know, I you saw Magic even... Johnson post a picture with all three of the Currys and said three of the greatest shooters in NBA history. Including Seth Curry. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, I thought. I I'm think like seriously. Silver and usually Silver is a is a you know introspective guy. Like he usually that seems like big something miss. he would do. It was a big miss, uh, no doubt about it. I I wish. I'm just watching Chris eat Oreos. I'm eating right now. So you're here in the background. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I think I think Bojan would have been fine. I think he I think he has kind of a slow release, but I think he would have he would have been okay. I don't think he could have beat Joe Harris. That was impressive. Yeah, that was the most impressive performance from All Star Weekend, in my opinion. I agree. Do you think who on our team could have competed in a dunk contest? 
Uh, I can't really think of anyone that I, 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 d- I don't think the dunk um, contest would have been yeah. our best best go at it. Aaron Holiday. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally don't think we would have Doug McDermott, we'd make fun of him. There's no way he'd do a tomahawk. I think maybe, I think... TJ Leaf. I think Edmund Summers. I was thinking Leaf, but... Yeah, I think TJ Leaf. Or TJ Leaf. Yeah, somebody young Somebody, yeah. Speaking of, did you even watch the dunk contest? I did. I I recorded it because my flight didn't get in until like midnight, and then there was another like two-hour wait for the luggage. It was this whole big thing. Credit to me for not complaining to anybody. But uh, (laughs) the next, uh, the next, I came home at like 3 a.m. and I was not tired at all. So I just, I did what you said. Fast forward through all the bull crap. It's the best thing I ever done. Yeah, just get a dunk and then. Dennis Smith Jr. missed like what, like ten dunks? Yeah, like, and and Miles, Miles Bridges dunk contest yeah. sucks. It's, it's they got to change it. it definitely, it's and definitely it's, not good. I mean, it's been going on for how many years? All the dunks have been taken, and people are just like now they're jumping over planes. Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> took four, three attempts to make a dunk, and he got fifties. Yeah, and got, that's they just booed bull that. crap. They booed. That's yeah. bull credit crap. to the Charlotte Hornet fans. Um, I don't know. Is they there gotta, any way they that we can change it in your mind? I had an idea in my head. Let me see if I can think of it because you put me on the spot. Now I forget what I, it was. That's what I love doing. I love putting um, me on the spot. You guys keep talking. I'm going to try to okay, think Okay, I, I got a couple ideas here. Um, you have to be – I think you have to have at least a 42-inch vert to get in. Really? And that narrows the field down because the only reason I'm saying 42-inch vert is – I can't remember who had it on Twitter, but only like 6 or 7% of the NBA, 42-inch vert. But if they said you had to do it, now you're getting the best dunkers. I think if you, you – to make it better, you have to get the best dunkers. Like that's really the only way. Giannis next year? Question mark. He does. Zion he next it. year? Question mark. <laughs> I mean, no offense, Hamadou Diallo is a good dunker, yeah. but no one wants oh, to I see was, him. No one wants to see him dunk. I was impressed with him though. I, I really was. I people thought that wa- people want to see the best. Giannis. Best. They want to see. Dunk. Well, they just LeBron do it. They they naturally bring energy, and people are going to be more vested. I know I would be more vested, but I did think Hamadou Diallo. Even though uh, a couple episodes ago we weren't sure which guy it was going to be from the Thunder. I mean, I thought he showed out. He used he used uh, Shaq. I thought that was a good idea. That was a good idea. And then, uh, I mean. Pretty much what the dunk contest is, is what famous person yeah, what can famous I jump person over? can you jump over? So, but what, what bigger person than Shaq? So did you, did you remember the idea? No. Maybe you have to. Maybe uh, I quit trying to think of it. Maybe you have to kick it up for like an alley oop. Like you have. You got to gotta make it worth it, like prize money or like. I don't Let's know. See. The winner gets a date with Beyonce or something. I don't know. Just make it interesting. Yeah, and I uh, they tried to switch it up back in 2014. I think they had like six or seven dunkers. Paul George was in it that yeah. year on the Pacers, and they just did freestyle dunks. So you would just be dunking like nonstop, <laughs> and then you get a like a score. It was the worst thing I'd ever watched. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's not great. Get Zach Levine, get Aaron Gordon. No, I got an idea. Donovan Mitchell. I got an idea. Wow, let's hear it. Okay, so what you do is you you have the final. There's a final All Star spot for whoever wins the dunk contest oh. gets in. So now, so now you're gonna get those guys that are like right there on the edge, right there on the edge. I'm trying to think of somebody off the top of my head. But back in the day when Paul George wasn't making it, like, okay, let's go to the dunk contest. Let's see what's up. So you're getting some of those young guys. And now, I mean, you'd probably have, a, like, a fist fight to be one of the four guys in it if you said, hey, last all-star yeah. spot, there you go. Because they'd also get that check, the all-star game check, which would be nice, especially yeah. for the young guys. I agree. That would be that would be nice, but would that discourage, like, the top guys who are already all-stars from competing, maybe? No. I don't think it would discourage it, but... 
I, I think you're getting at least the upper echelon guys to do it now, whereas yeah. we just had Hamadou Diallo and yeah. Dunk It's true. They're already not doing it. I don't even know what position Hamadou Diallo plays. So Let's call him a I'd say he's small, probably a power forward, small yeah. forward combo. Forward that can shoot and dunk. Sounds good. Skills to me. competition. The only thing from that was Jason Tatum made a half court shot to win it. That was pretty cool. Other than that, who cares about the skills competition? He called bank too. Yeah, he just shot it. And uh, what's his name? Trey Young was so excited because he thought he was going to win, and he lost. Trey Nippies. Uh, All Star game. I didn't even watch one second of it. Did you guys? I didn't watch any. Of I that. actually did. I, I actually watched the whole thing. Actually, with Ashley. So. Yeah. Ashley, fiance, shout out. I know you're not listening, but love you. Um, yeah, we watched it, and she was she was convinced for some reason that Russell Westbrook was like 35. Really? Because she's like, he's he's so old. And then, you know, the Dirk thing, she's like, if Dirk's not good anymore, all-star game, question mark. And he went like three for three. I saw that in the box. Court. He definitely was better he in was, the uh, game than the three-point contest. It's like the end of the first. He like made like three in a row from yeah. super deep. That was yeah. cool. The At Dirk that moment. point, I bet everybody was thinking he was going to win MVP. By far the most impressive. There, there were two people who I was super impressed with. First one's obviously Giannis. He had 12 points in like the first three minutes, yeah, not even over exaggerating, yeah. and he was just dunking. And then it was pissing people off, so they actually started guarding him. And he took somebody. It might have been Kyrie. He looked. He took Kyrie. He picked up his dribble, didn't travel, and just like elongated himself and dunked it. And Kyrie's like, okay. And then the other person, uh, Dame Lillard, kind of took over the game. Yeah, and he's logo Lillard. Now. He does that. In every game I've ever watched him play, this is the end of the fourth quarter. I just see every time I watch a Trailblazers game, I just see Lillard making these crazy shots from three to ice the game. And then, kind of the last thing, because I, I know not a lot of people give two flying flips about the All Star game, but Kevin Durant did win MVP, as I think Chris was going to mention. But the whole weekend was like Kyrie Irving. Kevin Durant, this love affair, and now everyone's saying they're going to meet up in New York, yada, yada, yada. Kevin Durant, while he was accepting the MVP, all the other players were already back in the locker room except one. Kyrie. Kyrie. So, I mean, what do you guys make of that? I think it's a little bit of media takeout, a little bit. I think maybe they're That's just a friends. Jason McIntyre take. That is, a, you're you're starting to look like Jay Jason Mac. McIntyre. Hey, I'm just I'm just starting. Jake McIntyre over here, stating the obvious here. <laughs> no, but yeah, I saw all that, and I I like most things. I don't really buy into it. Why yeah. would you ever want to go to the Knicks? Like, I my favorite part about the All Star Game was I didn't watch it, but I did see on uh, Twitter this guy was posting on comments for like these high. Like whenever Bleacher Report or Barstool or somebody tweet out something, he posted his picks. He said they were they were guaranteed to win you money, and he said you got to take Team Giannis in the points. They got plus five and a half points, and they lost by fourteen. He guaranteed it, and then I just because he was like I went I went to his Twitter page during the game when they were up by a bunch. He goes I called it looks like looking good on all my bets, and then I wake up and I saw they lost by fourteen, and I was so happy. Poor guy. Oh, that's what you get for betting on the All Star game. You can't put it. No, my God, game. you no, have no life. Like that's yeah. the worst. No. All right, moving on uh, to what this podcast is actually about: the Indiana Pacers. Is that what we are? We Pacer podcast. Yeah, I think so. I think after we're a podcast, week but. and two days off, heartbreaking loss to the Milwaukee Bucks going into the All Star break. I don't even really want to get into that game much, but my God, Doug McDermott playing six minutes into the fourth quarter is unfreaking acceptable. That was a McMuffin moment, I think. I mean, we tweeted the McMuffin. Uh, there, there was a point where I even tweeted the Bill Estes. I got a little hot with the Bill Estes <laughs> picture smiling. But, like, what is Budenholzer thinking? Like, okay, they got Miles Turner on the bench. Yep. Um, they've got Doug McDermott, who couldn't guard my great-grandma out there. And this is how they're going to try to win the game. It was ridiculous. There was a play where Big he mother. got backdoored so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even get turned around the way. 
I didn't get turned around. I just, I, I can't, even my, I, we'll get more, I have him on the list for later, so we'll get more into McDermott later. Okay. Anyways, Pacers 38 and 20, third in the Eastern Conference, currently one game ahead of the Philadelphia 76ers and Boston Celtics. Embiid's about to miss a week, too. I don't know how many games they have, but he's going to miss a week here. Uh, Pacers currently have an eight and a half game lead over the sixth seed and an 11 game lead over the ninth seed. So with, uh, what, 24 games remaining, that's pretty good. Yeah, we're good. We're golden. We're good. We're golden. Can say it's a lock. The Pacers are going to make the playoffs. Seating-wise, I think it's a good bet to bet worst-case scenario. Total collapse would have to happen for them to go to the sixth seed, yeah, right? Easily. I mm-hmm. think they're going to probably, if I had to guess, I'd probably say they'd be right above 500 ball the rest of the way. And yeah. They'll probably end up in that 4-5 game, which is going to hurt. It's going to make me mad. But We really need a third If there's seed. any way we can keep the three seed, I will be Hold off on out. those predictions. Okay. Uh, 11 home games left, 13 away games, so not like there's a big discrepancy there, but March is a tough month. Uh, Wes Matthews, Wesley Matthews, actually he prefers to go by Wesley, oh, in case you guys didn't know that. Uh, he has played two games now with the Pacers, first against the Hornets. Then that game against the Bucks. What do you guys think about him so far in the Pacers rotation? He's been in a little shooting slump. I looked back and looked at his couple games with the Knicks, and he didn't shoot well. And when he got here, it, it kind of continued. But he's one of those guys, career around forty percent. He has he has made some big shots in these two games. He's just kind of fitting in, and he's so fun to watch defensively. I mean, that first game when he got that tech, I was jacked up because oh, you know, I was he, so happy. He's got you know he's got all the yeah. energy in the world, and it's just awesome. He, he's like a guy that I would. Really like for us to resign, maybe for the right price, but everything I've seen so far is great. Okay, so I think he's a great fit. I love it. I, I you mentioned the shooting woes. That's he's gonna he's gonna get a fix. He's always been a good shooter. Good shooters go through dry spells. Uh, I think he'll be fine defensively. He's awesome, and I think he uh, he could be one of those guys that earns his way to that contract. I don't know what he what he would be looking for. He's made a ton of money though. Um, he also was obviously bought out, and so I mean. Ego has to go down just a tiny bit, but I'll tell you right now, um, I, I don't know what their plans are, and I don't know what their plans are at all. I'm assuming no Tyreek. I think we can all say that. I would be more than happy to pay Wes Matthews eight million dollars, maybe on a short one one year deal. If he wants more, maybe a little less on the average, and uh, just make it work. I think he fits perfectly, especially when Victor comes back, because that's another shooter on the outside. I think that's huge. What I if think- we get Middleton? We can't resign them, can we? No. Uh, no. No. And I'm starting to sour a little on Middleton. Stop. Listen, just stop. Hear me out. Just this. give me a second. <laughs> give me a second. I'm just – the reason I'm souring on him, the more I watch him play, and this I, – I love this about him, but he is a complete max effort guy. And what I mean by that is nothing comes easy to him. Like yeah. he's working his ass off. The for first this. G League guy to be an All Star, right? And so it's just it just comes off as like there's no there's no upside. He is what he is now. Like you can't. He's not like Vic, where okay we get him and now he's going to explode. I mean I think he is what he is. Not saying he wouldn't be a good fit. I still like him, but I mean maybe we pay somebody like Wes Matthews who can do close to what he can do. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little lower average and try to go for somebody like uh, Tobias Harris, even though I think they want to resign him. Yeah, but just so somebody cool. like that. So. Interesting. Well, it's because I, the only reason I bring that up is because our insider source sent us that secret picture of. Oh yeah, uh, you got to talk about Richard. Yeah. So I got an inside yeah. source. Um, yeah. We won't reveal sources on this podcast. We don't even know the sources. Yeah, you guys don't know the sources. Actually, <laughs> I haven't told you. But they sent me 
a picture of Kevin Pritchard's big board in his office. Somehow they got in there and took a picture. And uh, <laughs> Middleton's pretty high. And Very high. There's contracts by certain players. They're ranked how he sees them, like as the best. And it's it's kind of on board with what I think. I didn't think there were too many surprises. Yeah, it wasn't a free agency board, but it was just like a. It was just like a players like in the league. Players in the league. And then like certain guys were targeted, and like guys were he in had red contracts and green. Written contracts by names. written by names. It was. Zoom depth. I'm surprised it was on just a whiteboard. I figured yeah. it would be on like a computer. We or something definitely by can't now. tweet that out because then we're we'll not going to tweet that out. We're like not the tweet IMPD out. will be after us or something. Pretty yeah, sure yeah, we'll yeah. be sending somebody to our doorstep. But we do have that picture, and uh, Jake's looking it over right now. Are there any surprises? I know we said a couple in the text when I sent it. Uh, no, no real big surprises to me. I, I would definitely. I mean, LeBron is number one. I would have Giannis and yeah. Kevin Durant above him at this point, but. Uh, I think, you know, by this list, we'd be pretty interested in Anthony Davis, you know. <laughs> a little trade in the, the, the offseason. Looks like he's the top power forward. But, no, I was just more interested in seeing some of those guys. I mean, we have Sabonis. He has Sabonis and Turner really high up there. Yeah, like right next to each other. Right next way. to each other. And it's over the likes of, like, Aiton. And, I mean, that tells you what we think of our own guys. Yeah. I, just, I don't want to give everything away. Maybe maybe on another podcast we talk about yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's a free the thing I'm the most happy. got to save that for June. Yeah, yeah, and the thing I'm most happy happy about is like auto porter is super low on the list so we never have to acquire that contract. so that's that's a saving grace yeah. for sure all right moving on to the white guys on the team let's start off tj okay. tj leaf he's been playing pretty well lately yeah we've been giving his, him credit his minutes off the bench we give tj a lot of shit on this podcast a lot of shit on twitter just like everybody else but tj has held his own these past you know week or two yeah, I'd say the past three weeks. Yeah, he's getting. He's not playing in the third or fourth quarter, but he's getting that first, second quarter minutes. Mm-hmm. So I think he's held his own, don't you think? Yeah, I think uh, we've talked about it a couple times. I think second year guy, still young as hell, and he's definitely athletic, and he definitely has a high motor. I just think he's a little, little liability with just his athleticism overall, but. Any positive things we get from TJ Leaf is just a huge bonus in my mind. I don't even, like, when I'm evaluating the Pacers team in my head, he doesn't even exist. So when he comes and does something, it's like an outside force of God putting his hand on this team and, like, doing stuff. So every time he does something well, it's, it's a huge bonus. Yeah, I, I, I've been impressed with TJ Leaf. We, we've kind of been on him, you know. I think everybody, I think he's listening to us. I think America has been on him a little bit, especially Pacer Nation, Pacers Twitter for sure. Um, but he's coming along, and you just want him to do things well in short spurts. He's like that young guy. You don't want to leave him in there for long periods of time. You know, once he's doing well, get him in there two or three, four minutes, pull him out, and you, you just keep building that confidence up and just getting the feet wet. I think you hit the nail on the head. Anything you get out of TJ Leaf at this point is probably a bonus from what we thought at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I agree. All right, next question, Doug McDermott. Trash, McDermott. My Doug McAssel, Doug McButtface. Are you, you, so you've already answered my question. Are you as sick of Doug McDermott as I am? I don't think I'm sick of him because I, I just want him to make the damn shot. That he, I just want him to take him and I want him to make him. And I know he can do it in times, but he just he's I, such a liability on defense sometimes. And he's, he just hasn't been shooting well. So if – the worst contract on your team is seven million dollars for a shooter that's super streaky. It's not a bad. It's not bad overall, but my god, talk so about just the worst. So at the beginning of the year, I, I stuck up for him a lot because I was like, he's not getting shots, and he's still not getting a lot of shots. But when he does get the shots and he's wide open, he's not making them. At home, he's not making them. He has a better percentage on the road by a wide margin, which makes absolutely no sense. And defensively, the guy is just terrible. 
absolutely terrible defensively. Playing him six minutes into the fourth quarter when you have Miles Turner and I think Bojan was still on the bench or somebody else, Sad Young, whoever it was in that Bucks game. And Doug McDermott's out there playing because he made one three. It just makes no sense. I'm sick of the Doug McDermott minutes. Give me Aaron Holiday. Give me Aaron Holiday today, tomorrow, and yesterday. He needs to be playing over Doug McDermott right now. I know Doug shoots a better percentage from three, but Aaron Holiday at least can play defense. Yeah, and I think Sabonis has to have a better percentage than he does at three by far. Like oh, he yeah. probably has the best percentage in the NBA. I He's mean, like eight of eleven or yeah, something. Yeah, like so that. I feel more comfortable with with Sabonis taking threes at this point than McDermott. I don't want to. I don't want to start any internal struggle oh, here. No, but, here we go. Uh, I got the I got the list back out, and uh, Doug McDermott is not on it. Really? He's not on the list. So I think it's safe to say that uh, we're admitting oopsie, maybe not the best. Ouch. And we still got two years left. (laughs) I mean, so so hopefully he turns it around. I mean, he's a shooter. Hopefully we recognize he's a shooter. I I mean, we have Rodney Hood over him. (laughs) But the worst thing is, like you said, he's only making seven or eight million. It's not like he's making $20 million a year. So you can sit him. He can sit on the end of the bench and not play. Put Aaron Holiday in. I don't mind if Doug McDermott's on the team, rally cap on, cheering everybody on there on the bench. He's the perfect. He's, he's the perfect, perfect at Mark, it. Mark Mad Dog Matt. <laughs> yeah, let him, let him be the Mad. Pay dog. him seven million. Do that. Let Sumner. Let Aaron Holiday play. That's all I'm saying. Doug McBuckets has shown that he is very inconsistent from three. I understand he's not getting a ton of shots up, and a lot of people will blame McMillan for that. But my God, when you do get those looks, you have to capitalize. And that's why they don't continue to keep running plays for him. Yeah, hopefully he's hopefully he plays well this end of the season and maybe he's a trade chip. Maybe. That would, that would be all right. But I uh, can only see him being like a throw-in if the Pacers are getting rid of like Sabonis or something. Yeah, which would suck. And they won't do that. All right, so uh, coming up for the Pacers, we'll do our predictions after this. Coming up for the Pacers, they have the Pelicans uh, to uh, start off coming off the break. At home, Pelicans currently 26-33. and 33. Uh, They're not really going to show up for that game. I call that an easy W. Saturday night, they play at Washington. I think that's going to be a tough game, even though uh, Washington's currently 11th in the East. We lost there last time. Monday at Detroit. Wednesday, they play at the Mavericks. And then next Thursday, they play versus the Timberwolves at home. And then they have the Magic Next Saturday, I'm going to that game. Ooh. Just bought my tickets today. Uh, so I'd say in the next six games, Very I could see us going on another six-game win streak. Probably going to lose one, one or two. That one at the Mavericks makes me a little nervous. We didn't get to play Luka the first time. But they're like full-out tanking now. They are, but uh, Luka's not tanking. And, you know, some of the other guys on their team don't care about the tank. So is, is Anthony Davis playing at the Pelicans? He I mean, could yeah. play, but he's played before, and they play him like 20 minutes. Yeah. And he, I mean, one game he had three points. Yeah, I think 4-2, uh, and 5-1, and one, you know, I'll be happy. This is, uh, I'm going to say it. They're only playing one playoff team over this stretch. I'm going to say it, boys. What? Boys. Let's hear it. Boys. <laughs> this is Jacob C. White. <laughs> and we need to go 4-2. Yeah. and two. yeah. Uh, Because with the March schedule coming up, Pelicans, got to be a W. Wizards, possibility of a tough game, I think. I'm I, calling that a wash. If okay, they lose, calling, they lose. Yeah, they they got to beat the Pelicans. you got to beat the Pistons. They can't lose both. you got to beat the Pistons. Yep. you got to beat the Mavericks. Gotta and beat take the Mavericks. Both. Timberwolves, they already beat us one time this year, if my memory serves me correctly. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, and then you got to beat Orlando. This is a 4-2. and two. If we don't go 4-2, and 3-3, three and three, I'm not jumping off a building. 
two and four don't leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I think so I'm uh, just I'm just telling you four and two. This is it. This is I think this might be the. Yes, I'm saying I think this is the biggest six game stretch of the season, especially with what's ahead. Right with what's ahead, this break. is it. This is it. This is the biggest six game stretch of the season. You've got to put these teams away. This is you're building your savings account right now. If these we can get to wins. 43 wins by next Saturday, that would be great. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, okay. mm-hmm. it'd be real nice. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling up. Actually. And that we don't forget about that Pacers over is what 48 on wins. It's like 47, 48. We're going to be right around there, I think. All right. If we hit that 50 mark. After that game, well, they do play the Bulls again, so that's good. They play the Bulls at home. So starting March 7th at Milwaukee, at Philly, versus the Knicks, versus the Thunder, at Denver, at Portland, (laughs) (laughs) at the Clippers, at Golden State. Yikes. uh, Versus Denver, at Oklahoma City, at at Boston. So that yes. we hit, we talked about that though yeah. at the beginning of the season. We highlighted that stretch of games. We knew God, that was going to be tough. That's murder. That's why like this six game streak is absolutely quintessential. And so I hope I will give the Tyreek's Pacers this though. The last two or three years high. on the road, they've went like five hundred. I think for the yeah. most part, they're not. That's scared. those road trips that they go on out west. Okay, can I just say something before we move on? And what? I just, real quick, sorry. I know Chris is pissed at me. You said the number was 48, right? The over-under was 48 right before the season okay, started. Okay, sure. we have 24 games left. Mm-hmm. So if we went 10 and 14, we'd be pissed, correct? Yes. So that it, we should we should get to 50 wins. We should definitely get to 50 wins. That would be that would be. You know what the funniest part is, though? Remember that guy that was in our mentions that said the Pacers would be lucky to get 40 wins this year with Oladipo? I, I, be, I don't remember. I forget what his name was. Yeah, but didn't you say I'm going to make a highlight video of it. Yeah. <laughs> I have it saved in my phone. I can't Perfect. wait. can't wait. But, <laughs> you might yeah, have to make that this week. They're close to 40. Well, no, you got you got to get a few more wins than 40 because he predicted 40. So if I say 40, he's going to say, well, I predicted 40. Yeah. And then they would just lose out. <laughs> and he'd be right. But if you get to 40 without Victor Oladipo – Victor Oladipo hasn't played over 20 games, and he's going to miss however many more games. It's just miraculous this team's won 38 games. It's awesome. It's miraculous. And it just, With it, Tyreek Evans and Doug McDermott. It makes yes. me sad, though, because just think of what could have been. Like, we could have easily been in the Eastern What Conference hurts the most is being so close and having Victor not be able to walk away. So, <laughs> predict real quick. I don't want any explanation where the Pacers end up I'm gonna in say, the Eastern standings. Just because it's so close with Boston and Philly and just because of that schedule, I'm going to say we end up with the four seed. Four. I say one of them falls kind of behind the waist, one of them jumps us. I say we end up with the four seed. I'll go with the five seed. And we, we had the four, we're going to have the four seed with like two or three games left to play. And then we're going to be like, you know what? Dougie McBucket, she's a little better on the road. Let's go ahead and take that five seed. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. Moving on, a uh, couple more things here in this opening segment. We've got a preview of some things we got going on for the podcast coming up in this next month. First off, and I'm going to let Hawk take the reins on this. Yeah, we got a. So the last two years I've done a March Madness bracket, which is my friends. It's a wide variety of network of people from Ball State, from Kokomo to Indianapolis. Just people I've met along the way and that just seem like they're sports fans. Last year I think I had 350 participants. The year. First year is around 200, so it's grown a lot every year. And uh, this year we're gonna do it again, and we're gonna we're gonna promote it illegally through Born Ready to Pod. So don't <laughs> tell on us. But uh, I actually don't know the laws or anything. But if if you follow us on Twitter, I'm sure we'll retweet stuff with the uh, information. But basically, what it is is it's just the ESPN app we use. Create an account. You can do up to four brackets. 
Last year, I think it was $5 a bracket uh, for a max of $20 entry. And then last year, it was one, two, three, one money. The year before, it was top 10%. I don't know what I'm going to do this year. I think I'm going to stick with one, two, three. Yeah, just cause it's it was just a lot easier. of money, too. Yeah, it was a lot of money. The first year, I think some girl from Dayton Law School won like 700 bucks. And then last year, I honestly don't know. She had an algorithm, 100%. She had she an algorithm. Something. She was like a friend of a friend, and she just wanted to throw her hat in the ring. And she did one bracket, and she won 700 bucks. So it's weird because the no, no, I'm not sexist or anything, but the women are always towards the front. I know. It's absolutely crazy. my ass last year. It's absolutely crazy. And it's all random, so I... I that's not taking it away from them, but it's all definitely – it's pretty much random coin flips. So feel free to fill it's out a bracket. It's for sure. I'm going to be accepting PayPal. I'm going to be accepting cash in hand in person, and I'm going to be accepting Venmo transactions. So okay. if you have either of those three – got to put your address out for our followers. I, nah, I don't, I don't think that's a great idea. But those will be a way. There will be some graphics on the, the Twitter to explain and Instagram uh, how to sign up. It's really fun, and it's – it's no skin off anyone's ass, and I, I do a lot of updates through the week, so you'll be able to know who's in first, and you can see it on the app. So it's it's a fun time, had by all, and let's win some money. Now I'm going to let you explain the Indiana Pacers March Madness. Okay, yeah, so this was, just struck me on vacation. New idea. I think. We and announced this was, on Twitter today, too. I think after a few cocktails, maybe. Just no, like, I, mean, I think it was this week. I think it was it after cocktail? vacation. No? I think I was just bored, and uh, I thought... <laughs> God. You know, they always do these mar- random March Madness brackets. It's like last year, was like I saw one. It was like fast food restaurants, best Migos song, which, you know, I know like 10, so I, didn't, I couldn't do that one. But this one, this one's going to be Pacers players. Are we doing favorite, most popular, however you want to vote? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, say I'd say by favorite. It's probably by favorite, by but popularity. however you want to vote, the best, your favorite, whatever it is, we're going to have. Are we going to do individual polls on each game, or how are we going to do this? Yeah. So we're going to put it up on Twitter. We'll have a poll question with the two guys who are matched up against each other. So let's just use, for example, our uh, favorite here, David Harrison. Yeah. yeah. And let's just say he's matched up against Eddie Gill, both born ready to pod guests. And yes, yeah. those two will be in the bracket. Yes, so they will. Yes, they you will. might say they're not top 64. Are we having Damian Wilkins in the bracket? Okay, well, let me. Uh, I don't know. Let me think. What you're saying here, though, is it's important to I like, want to explain that. We're going to explain that. I okay. know what you're going to say. Okay, okay, go for it. Because uh, we had some pushback on Twitter today from the announcement. Oh, really? Well, not, so. re- not real pushback, but I'll get into that. So anyway, we'll put the two guys' names on Twitter, and then it's just like a poll. So you'll click on it. We'll leave the poll open for 24 hours, something yeah. like that. And we'll kind of just move along with March Madness. So First opening round day, starts. We'll have it half of them one day and then half the next day, just moving along each day. So it'll be like one game, one matchup every hour tweeted out or something yes. like that. Yes, and the other thing, like we were just saying, it's not to be taken too seriously, okay? If we're doing a March Madness bracket, Reggie Miller's going to win it yeah. for the Pacers. We more know that. Likely. Everybody knows that. Anyone with a brain in the state of Indiana knows that. This is just for fun. Yeah, see who's in the Final Four. Cinderella stories happen Sweet all 16. the time. If you're telling me Lance, like Roger Brown, an all-time Pacers great, if you match him up against Lance Stevenson right now on Pacers Twitter, Lance Stevenson's going to beat him. Yeah. I hate to it. say, I mean, credentials-wise, Roger Brown hasn't beat out the building, but Lance Stevenson is arguably one of the most popular players in Pacers history. And that's the beauty of March. Exactly. <laughs> Cinderella story. I Some guy even asked today, I forget what he said, and I said, well, what do you think about David Harrison? And I tagged David Harrison. David Harrison said 
he'd be lucky to even make it. And I told him, like I said, you're in it, and I think you have the chance to be this year's Cinderella. <laughs> so there's going to be Cinderella stories. Don't take it too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think the big thing here is uh, somebody said, well, how are you going to rank the top 64 best? That's not what happens. No. The best 64 teams in college basketball, they don't make the tournament. You have to have – I mean, you're going to have mid-majors, and you're going to have 16 seeds that are true 16 seeds. Yeah. I mean, we we UA not, Arlington's gonna yeah, sneak that's in. what I'm saying. So I mean, it, it's basically like if if you know the NCAA put IU in the tournament this year, they're probably a 15 or 16 seed. Probably, you know what I'm saying. But so, they never rank, you know, the yeah, major schools. I exactly. Love. So boom. So they're out, and all of a sudden we have the likes of I don't, like a Maceo Basin. I I don't think we have him, but I'm using him as an. <laughs> he I, is on the list. Okay, we Roy Hibbert's gonna make a run. Yeah, year. you got like Roy Hibbert. So I just think it's gonna be fun. Just please don't take it seriously. If you haven't caught on, we're not like the most serious group of guys in the world. No. So uh, don't be. I think what we're forgetting is that. There's no IQ test to get a Twitter. So there's a lot of stupid people on Twitter. I think <laughs> yeah. that's just a fact. So, yeah. I mean, whatever happens, we're just going to go with it. Uh, and you're going you're gonna to have to deal with it. Yeah. Oh, I also had an idea today, just to, just playing with it. Um, I was thinking of doing a 16-player 16, 16 bracket. Oh, a side bracket. A side bracket over instead of the, the players you like the most, the players you like the least Ooh. in recent memory. So I'm thinking, like, you got, like, Monte Ellis in there. Evan Turner. Evan Turner. Oh, my God. I don't know if we can put Tyreek in there. I'll just put Doug. No, I put Dougie Doug McBuckets in Doug McBuckets. Oh, wow. So see what I'm saying? Just yeah. 16. We don't want to get too negative, but just see who... Who the is least, the most, most hated. hated pacer. Yeah. And we also wow. have the Elite Eight, the broadcasters. Do you I think Ron Artest would be anywhere in no, the most No, no, we couldn't do that. We can't do it. Because, of, I mean, just, just I mean, a lot of Pacers fans hate him. Yeah. I think James Posey has to be on the list because he, he used the amnesty on him like idiots, like for like $5 million <laughs> that one year. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, Elite Eight of uh, broadcasters, too. We got that one. Oh, so we got three <laughs> tournaments coming up. Daenery, Quinn oh, Buckter, wow. JJ. I'm trying to name off the top of my head. Uh, Mark Boyle, uh, Pat Boylan, Slick. Slick we uh, might be called the podcast. Eddie of White, and there's one more. Who's the other one? Uh, David up, Binner. It's up there behind you. David Binner. No, it's not David Binner. We'll get to David Binner. Oh, I know. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. There's one more in that list. Someone popular. I, I just can't remember. Jeremiah? Spindle I thought I said JJ. Anyways, moving on to the next. Uh, event coming up Hooters night March 24th that's a Sunday game starts at 5 o'clock p.m. we've got a nice little flyer out there on social media been tweeting that out retweeting it so uh, you guys can see that Hooters night is coming and we're going to be in the bar downtown so you can bring anybody from your family anyone is allowed at Hooters uh, you probably don't want to bring like your, your th- I mean I, my niece might comes and she's like one so <laughs> I can't really say don't bring your kids but anyway actually it's probably good for the kids anyway 21 plus we're gonna be in the bar i think they only let 21 plus in that area i'm pretty sure i'm not completely sure uh but just to be on the safe side i know we got some kids that listen to the podcast that are under 21 uh it's gonna be a great time we went there uh when they played the lakers and expected to see lance stevenson he didn't show up we were pissed off about that, but you know what? The service at Hooters was very friendly. It was excellent. It was Great excellent. atmosphere. Really enjoyed the game. Hope we get the same waitress. Uh, and we've already got plenty of people Jeez. who said... Hope your wife doesn't hear that we get the same waitress. <laughs> well, I just... <laughs> just now that I think about that, it's not, it wasn't worded properly. Uh, Edit. <laughs> plenty, plenty of people... She didn't even listen anyway. Plenty of people have, uh, have said on Twitter that they wouldn't come. 
so it should be so, a good night. And, we, and I've invited Jeremiah Johnson, Scott Agnes, Pat Boylan. Uh, they even David talked Harrison. about it on their podcast. David Harrison's invited. I don't know if they're coming, but they're invited. So, so. we're, we're going to keep inviting people. I invited Kent Sterling. Uh, what do you guys think? Are you excited for Hooters night? Is that Nuggets game at Nuggets? It's, no, it's the game's in Indy. In Indy. Okay, I just I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> okay, yeah, the game's so, in Indy. So I yes, I love this. So don't go to the game. Don't go. Come to, the to Hooters. Come yeah. to Hooters. It's gonna be pay the fifteen dollar parking fee <laughs> yeah. and go to Hooters. Yeah, I, I guarantee you we will have more fun yes. than than the people at the game. But I do think this is a, kind of a semi serious note here. Um, we I think we are gonna try to stay there for a while too. So it's not just gonna be like we're we're just watching the game for like an hour and a half, two hours. Like I think we're gonna we'll try probably to get there around like three. Yeah, stay four. and hang out and uh, have some fun. So um, I think it'll be a good time. Yeah, definitely a good time. All right, Com- we should see. Oh, comp- low competition. Who can eat the most wings? Wow, uh, that's Maybe a good idea. I'm gonna like eat that. that same wing sandwich I had last time. So would we do it timed or just like we're here from an? You got an hour. Yeah, to you see got it. like. Yeah. Everyone orders like the and the food half. at the same time. As soon as we get it, you get an hour, and then just cycle through. You want to start out with 32? Do it. Jeez. I'm, I might not even compete because I know that would just destroy my stomach, but if we were to do that, so Especially when you got an hour drive out. Something yeah. tells me Jeremy W. Miller has a shot at that. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy W. He's Miller has said he's coming. He said he's going to keep us in line, so hopefully he follows <laughs> up on his word. Wait. Can't wait. Um, next up, Born Ready to Pod t-shirts. They're hot. We post They're the link the out on Teespring. The link is in our bio. Make sure you go check it out. We've tweeted it, retweeted it several times. The link to our t-shirts. We got t-shirts, long sleeves, hoodies, onesies, anything imaginable. We got the Victor Oladipo one, Victor Oladipo recovery one, and uh, Bowie Bo- Bo- on hit the damn music right now. We're going to get more designs later. Dude, oh, yeah. the hoodies are fire, though. The hoodies, the hoodies, are, fire. hoodies are fire. My, my t-shirts shipped like three days ago, and yeah. I still got them. So. No. I know. Mine just shipped today. I somebody at our school, uh, they they ordered a hoodie and it's it's pretty sweet. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna order another hoodie, I think, and I guess just do what you gotta do. Yeah. And just for our listeners, so we're not even gonna put this on Twitter, but just for our listeners. Don't so if you're listening to this podcast right now, head over to the Born Ready to Pod store through next month through Monday. Use the promo code Boyan. B O J A N. You get twenty five percent off. A quarter off. Quarter off. Damn. Through Monday. You must be made of money. Yeah. This is just for our listeners. Who's eating this cost? We'll talk about that later. Twenty five percent off. Promo code Boyan. I feel like we've thrown out like five ads today, yeah. but it's fun. Twenty five percent off. Promo code Boyan. Anything in the store. I mean, now's your chance to go get it. Twenty five percent off. That's a hell of a deal. I'll tell you what, we're not going to cut down any lower than that. No. And that's just for our listeners, so we're not going to tweet it out. So don't go on Twitter tomorrow and tweet out the promo code. Just You tweet it out, you die. Yeah, go to money. the link. If you don't know what the link is, send us a direct message, and I will shoot you the link. All right. Now, to end this segment, Born Ready to Pod Trivia Question, oh, Episode 38 of the podcast. So, today's question, are you guys ready? Yeah. Who did the Pacers play in their 38th game this season? What was the result, and who led the Pacers in points scored? Raptors? Take a minute. Think about it. Okay, my idea, in the and I'm completely cheating because of the next question below it. So I'm thinking it's the Lakers. It has nothing to do with the question below Damn it. Okay. So 38th game, we're at, we've played 58 games. So 20, so we're talking... Mid into December, you're close. 
End of December games. So we'll go. So 38, 3 plus 8 equals 11. Kyrie Irving, Boston. No. It was after that game. I'm thinking probably late December. The Hawks? No. Close to that game, though. Oh, shoot. You were shitting in your pants when you were watching this game. I was? We all were. We were shitting in our... Something was happening. Crazy. It was a game on the road. Was it the Bulls? Got it. The Bulls? Okay, I was Why thinking... Was I shitting my pants? I was oh, thinking because... of all the games we shit our pants on. Because we should have lost the game. We came back and won. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Old Depot led... banked in the three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess you can guess who led the team in scoring. Was it Old Depot? Victor! Right. Old Depot! Um, so, Pacers 38, the game this season. Win against the Chicago Bulls, Old Depot, game winner. Great memories, two or three weeks later, Travis. Tra- tragedy strikes. Mm. Every mile's a memory. <clears throat> All right, another thing we're introducing here. we got a lot of stuff going on this segment. Uh, Jason McIntyre. J-Mac. One of the guests we had on back in December. Uh, he is on FS1. He owns the big league. Jason McIntyre, very happy that he was on the podcast, but a lot of stuff he says on Twitter, even before we had him on the podcast, he's always just pissed me off some of the things he tweets out. He hasn't let go of the Lakers, LeBron, Pelicans fiasco, uh, Anthony Davis, and uh, he just won't let go. So he keeps tweeting the same stuff over and over. So what I'm creating is called the Mackin Meter, and eventually I'm going to have pictures of Jake, Jason McIntyre on this. But for today, I had to. I love the meter. I had to, you know, get, <laughs> I couldn't get creative because I just came up with this at like four o'clock. So the Mackin Meter. The Mackin Meter. There are five different parts of the Mackin Meter. Um, it's kind of like when you're at the doctor and you have that pain test, and they're like, "Which, what pain level are you at?" So this is kind of what the Mackin Meter is like. First one's very sad face, and then it just progresses all the way up to a five, which is a very happy face. So, in this instance, with the Mackin meter, the five happy face means that you really hate Jack- Jason McIntyre this week. Oh, so five is you so hate him. So the smiling is I'm happy and content with hating him. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm very happy with these. It so, seems a little reverse. Well, like I, like I said, eventually the picture's going to be updated. Okay. And that's going to be like an angry Jason McIntyre face. <laughs> But today we had to improvise. <laughs> so I don't want I don't want to throw up our list throw off our listeners, you know, later on. Five is always gonna be you hate him the most. So uh, one obviously you don't hate him at all. So judging off of what you've seen from Jason McIntyre over the break, so over a two week period, where would you rate him right now on the ma- <laughs> I can't even I can't even I can't even say it. on the Mackin meter. One through five. What do you got for Jason McIntyre? I will start us off. He's at a he's at a five. And I almost said the F word. February sixteenth. Man, y'all are going in on LeBron. It's as if you're rooting for him to fail. Why? And remember the league's success over the last fifteen years? It's largely tied to LeBron. Listen, if you don't understand why people hate LeBron James, you are a complete moron. Like he has dominated the East for years, obviously. He kept – Toronto hates him. They beat him, what, three years in a row? Indiana yeah. hates him. They beat, he beat us, what, five years? Five it seems years. like 15 years in a row. Boston hates him more than anybody probably. So I don't understand how you don't – you have a disconnect from the fans as like a media person in the same business. How can you not put yourself in their shoes and see? Weren't I, you ever a fan of I, anyone? I He's have, a Knicks fan. I this, have an answer. That doesn't answer. make sense. How can you not understand how I he's I have hated? an answer, but I hate LeBron very vulgar. 
And I. <laughs> so before you talk, just, talk where, what's your Mac and Meter? My Mac and Meter is at a five, and it'll always be at a five. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Okay, I'm going to. I'm going to say my Mac and Meter's at a one. Really, you're happy with Mac? I am not happy, but I just like if I could look at him right now, face to face, I would be at a one. I'd be smiling in the most sarcastic way possible because he just won't shut the f up about the f and pelicans listen dude no i don't so you're at a five really i'm really at a five but I, i'm sarcastic like what listen this is what drives me nuts about him he's like well the pelicans should have taken the deal four young players two draft picks as soon as you trade anthony davis to the lakers they're getting better the draft pick's gonna suck can we agree and the picks are like in 2021 and 2023 so you get nothing from those picks Oh, yeah, take Lonzo and Kuzma. They can't win with LeBron freaking James on their team. They can't win with LeBron. So now you're. We're, let's take him if you're New Orleans. Let's take him. Let's see what happens. Well, they suck with LeBron. What do you think they're going to do with the, the Pelicans where they can go out every night? I mean, it's just ridiculous, McIntyre. The deal sucked. It sucked. Mm. Best <laughs> offer the Lakers could put together, but it wasn't a good. I mean, I would have wouldn't have taken yeah, they, it. It was basically their whole team. So yeah. It's definitely the best they could put together. I mean, yeah, it's literally it was like you tell us what players. He's just you mad because he's in the LA market and he wanted another star in his market so he could have some more bullshit he could talk about. It's definitely all like driven. And all they do is listen. We get what they do. We know what they do. This is Cowherd, McIntyre. Uh, what's what's your boy's name, Nick? Uh, Nick, Nick Wright. Wrong. Yeah, Nick Wright. <laughs> sorry. Do they all do the same thing? All you have to do is tweet about Le- LeBron. His he has people that love him, so they're going to retweet it. You got people who hate it, so they're going to co- uh, hate him, so they're going to comment. And then it's just they want what's best for LeBron. And that alcoholic doesn't deserve anything anymore. No, he's a wino and a whiner. So pretty much, we'll keep the Mac and meter in play. We'll get it updated. But pretty much, I think what it comes down to is who hates McIntyre <laughs> most that week, rather than if he's a five or not. Will he ever not be a five? <laughs> if he just deletes his Twitter, he'd go down to a four. For <laughs> I've been on his ass about sending us a hundred dollars. He has considered. Wait, what's the deal with the hundred dollars again? I don't know. I, randomly, I just said <laughs> he tweeted some bullshit like he always does, and I just said. Can you send me a hundred dollars? So he replied back and said something. I don't know about rich. How we're rich? No, yeah, and I've sent him that. I've I've messaged him on Instagram about it. He follows us on Instagram. If he hasn't unfollowed us already, I wouldn't blame him. But uh, I always ask him for a hundred bucks. I'll put a picture of a hundred bucks on there. He always the best is when this has turned into a Jason McIntyre episode. But anyway, the best is when he posts a picture. Of, he always posts a picture of him taking a selfie. Yeah, always before he does something. So I'll take. Off the internet, like a meme that says, but first let me take a selfie. And it's one of these random pictures of these duck faces or something like that. So always, I'm always living in McIntyre's comment section. I don't even remember where I was going with this point. Pretty You're much. in McIntyre's head. Yeah, I'm in McIntyre's head. I want him back on the show because we let him off easy last Yeah, we time. really did. We let him off easy. We're going to have to do some research and hit him some hard facts. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Mac and Meter's at a five this week. We'll see where it's at next week. I'm assuming that's never going to change unless he actually does send us the $100. Then he might move down to a four. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap up the opening segment. We've got a quick ad read, and then we will be back for guilty or not guilty. I'd like to take a second to tell you about our new friends from Tick Splits, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. 
Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at Tixplix, the price you see and the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to TixBlitz.com and enter promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com, promo code ARMCHAIR. TixBlitz, guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. It is time. (laughs) I was trying to be like you there for a second. (laughs) For guilty or not guilty, presented by the Born Ready to Pod podcast. Coach Light, get off your cell phone. Got a laugh on too wide, right? <laughs> All right. So to explain the rules to you guys out there, uh, once again, we've done this a few times, and I'm going to explain it again, even though I explained it to you guys a couple minutes ago. I'm going to say a statement. If you agree with me, you say... Not guilty. If you don't agree with me, you say... Not guilty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> guilty. Guilty. So guilty or not guilty, you've heard fact or fiction, truth or whatever, truth or dare... Bullshit like that. Colin Cowherd probably does it on his stupid ass show. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out J Mac. Uh, so those are the rules. So I got a few bullet points here. We're gonna go over them. Number one, NBA All Star Weekend is overrated and not worth watching. Am I guilty or not guilty? I'm gonna start us off and say you're guilty. I think it's worth watching. I would have loved to have a pacer in it. Three-point contest this year was actually fun and worth watching. I think Steph put on a show. Joe Harris put on a good show. The dunk contest in years past, there are moments that are cool. Think of the Blake Griffin dunk, the Zach Levine dunk a couple years ago. There are some good dunks. I think the Hamadou dunk over Shaq this year was pretty good. I thought it was interesting. That might have been the only good one. Uh, when your guy's in it, it's definitely awesome, like when Victor was in it last year. So I think you're guilty. And uh, – other than that, though, like the actual game itself, if you're a pure basketball fan, you, pro- you probably don't enjoy it that much. But if you just like the drama and the guys and the characters, it's kind of fun. I mean, they actually played in the fourth quarter, I think, this year a little bit. Yeah, I would say you're guilty of dumbassery as well. Um, the NBA All-Star Weekend, it's more than just what's happening on your television screen. I mean, they do a lot of stuff in the community. Um, they also, I mean, they do a lot of, like, meet-and-greet type stuff. So it's kind of cool. They introduce some new ideas. Uh, we've seen the, the jersey. Interesting stuff there. So I would say it's not overrated. I enjoy watching it. Um, it, I mean, it's a filler. You have really nothing else going on unless you're watching college basketball. So it's something I think I will never watch it live again. I think I will just <laughs> tape it and the then way. yeah, and then just push through because you can pretty much tell who's gonna you know who's doing what based on Twitter anyway. So um, I would say. By the way, we're pushing for this. Indy, it's an Indy in a couple years. We didn't couldn't re- I couldn't recognize any of those celebrities from the celebrity game. Born Ready to Pod, Celebrity Game 2021. In let's Indy. make a push. Book it, let's go. We got two more years to grow. I think we can do it. One more thing, I think that when the when they brought the legends in to shoot the three, that was a cool idea and something new to they brought in oh, a yeah, legend yeah. each pod. But they none of them were any good. No, like, they were really they bad. all really bad. But they did raise some good money for charity. That yeah. was cool. Um next up, Paul George is currently the NBA MV, MVP. I love putting this one on here. I'm gonna say, I honestly forgot guilty or not guilty again. I think you're I not think you're, guilty. You agree? Okay, I you're guilty then. So you I can think, just say you agree, and then I will tell you what you are. I disagree. I think that Giannis so has I'm, a way stronger case. I'm guilty. 
You're guilty. That's what I was going to say, but I wasn't going You are I think Giannis guilty. has a really strong case. I think he's probably the most deserving. But if I had to bet, I'd still think the media, and I think that they're going to give it to James Harden for a second year. Yeah. Could be wrong. I think Giannis is just as deserving. But uh, that 30-point streak, I mean, that's just something that people are going to just throw out there and immediately vote for him. So I think he's probably third in the voting, and that's – we got to admit we hate him, but he's yeah. having a great year. According to Westgate, he's third in the odds behind those two. So I'm going to stick with Westgate. Uh, yeah, I think you're guilty. Um, Paul George, I mean, he's he's doing okay. Uh, whatever. Is there a fourth oh. guy in the mix? Oh, well, other than Doug McDermott? <laughs> I don't think so. I no, really I really don't think so. Him. I think Giannis. I think it's clear. It's cut. It's concise. Giannis doesn't have another star to fall back on. And let's be honest, Paul George is shooting it really well, but part of that is Russell Westbrook just gets to the hole and kicks it out. I mean... It is what it is. He's having a good season. I'm not going to stroke him or anything, but you're guilty. If I had to put a fourth guy, I would, it'd oh, probably okay. be Jokic. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a good one. That's a good one. Oh, 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 that's oh. Kawhi is five, maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next up, uh, Duke, North Carolina. So we had to put this one here. Zion Williamson will lead whichever team who drafts him next year to the playoffs. Um, guilty or not guilty? Guilty, and here's why, because he, he's not going to be able to – I have my reservations about Zion, and I know you really Stop. like him. Here's my I've, – I've said the same thing every single time. This dude is physically a monster. Insane. I, 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 think, he's, I, I think he is – I think he's going to be a very good pro. I, I'm not saying he's not going to be, but the game has just changed so much. He's going to have to develop an outside shot. And it does. It looks smooth, but it doesn't go in very often. And I know I got my hat crooked like a gangster right now, but that's okay. Um, but no, Zion. He. I, I think it's going to take time for him to mature. He's he's got to realize this game. He reminds me a little bit of, uh, obviously, a much more physical Blake Griffin when Blake Griffin came out. A, a better version of Blake Griffin, but Blake not a big, not not a big time shooter, and not somebody that I think will lead his team to the playoffs unless he goes to like the Knicks. That's what I was thinking. And and they have like Durant and Kyrie. But he's not going to lead that team. Yeah, I must you get what I'm saying? Guilty as well. The, what are the three teams in the mix? Three teams get the same chance to get the number one pick. Cavs not going to happen. Cavs, Bulls, and Knicks right now, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Uh, Suns got to be up there too. Yeah, so those four teams. I don't think any of those teams. I would say the Suns would have the best chance. God, imagine if the Suns had I'd say the Bulls have the best chance. If Markin's playing really? well, Levine's playing well, Wendell's in the second year, Zion, I think they could be the eighth Eastern seed. Conference, yeah. I don't like but that. The, I don't like his that. His best team. chance is probably the Knicks if they use those max spots. Man, I really don't like. But definitely, that he's definitely not going to leave. So I mean, sure, Chicago, but like, where's Zion play? Where's your shooting coming from? You know, that's that's a question for another day. Maybe you get <laughs> JJ Redick on a one-year suicide deal, like okay. he loves to do, or something like okay. that, or maybe right. sign Middleton. I don't know. Okay. All right. Next up, imagine that I am a New Orleans Pelicans fan. I am willing to spend five dollars to watch this team play a home game this year in New Orleans. Guilty or not guilty? Um, I agree with you. Five dollars is nothing. I've been to two Pelicans games and they're pretty fun. I mean, there's still Drew Holiday there. Whichever other team, James, I almost fell. Chris now <laughs> fell out of his chair. Very, I think you were shocked. You wouldn't pay five dollars? No, I would not. I mean, five dollars. I so when I went, it was the Pelicans. I went Clippers. for one time, but if I lived down there, if you lived down there. You would not pay $5. If I was a fan of the team, let's say if Indiana was bad, would you pay $5 to go to a Pacers game? Sit in the upper deck. Would you? No. You wouldn't? No, I'd watch it at home. What if they were playing, like, the Bucks and they were really good that year and the Pacers just happened to be bad? You wouldn't go see the Bucks play the Pacers for $5? No. 
Okay. Really? <laughs> I, I say, I personally say not guilty. I would spend the $5 and then just boo the shit out of Rich Paul the whole time. There you go. I went and I sat like sixth row. I bought one seat because my parents didn't want to go. I got sixth row for like 40 bucks there. It was awesome. And I sat right behind the Clippers bench. I saw DeAndre Jordan talking shit to everyone. It was cool. All right. So you should be willing to spend that because I saw tickets going as low as $2. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Um, all right. Next up, kind of what we were talking about earlier. The Pacers will go f- over 500 in the month of March. Guilty you, or not guilty? You are not guilty? Correct. Is that correct? You're yeah, very... I agree. They will win just because of those. I think they're going to go over. I think they'll be right above. I think they'll surprise some people. Cause they play tough D. They always do. And if they get hot shooting, we got some shooters now. I think we're going to be able to have 500 ball, hopefully. Oh, I'll say not guilty just because I can't say guilty. If I say guilty, then I'm just I'm a, I'm a very optimistic person. I think uh, I think I think we'll go 500. If we go 500, that's a win for the yeah. month, 100. percent But the so. question is, go over 500. Okay. Uh, not guilty. We'll, we'll win. We'll go one game over 500. All right. Next up, we're beating Golden State. Wow, I don't know about that one. Um, I'm sorry. Nate McMillan receives too much criticism from Pacers Twitter. <laughs> I don't think he reserves enough. Yeah, so I don't like either. Not sometimes. guilty? Not guilty. No, you, no I, uh, you're, you're guilty. I'm guilty. I don't think we're ever that hard on him. I mean, we cheated a, a picture. Not just from us, from, from Pacers Twitter. We are Pacers Twitter, though. you got to understand. Well, everybody else. <laughs> I, I, I don't see it that often, really. Do you, I mean, well, yeah, I see a lot of Nate criticism. Yeah, I do see a lot. I mean, he deserves for that last game. I'm not saying it's not warranted. He I'm deserves. Just, it's to, a question. So he deserves an ass spanking from his mother. I just, I, I guess, I don't see like the writers of Indy writing about it. I think oh no! If no. you think of it logically from a distance, he's done a good job. So like, yeah, criticizing him on Twitter it doesn't even matter. So yeah, criticize him all you want because he left Doug McDermott in the game and left Miles Turner on the bench. He needs to be criticized for that. So he deserves more criticism. Yes. He deserves more criticism. Are you We've con- been pretty soft you, on him. Honestly. Are you content with what he's done this season? Yeah, I think so. I mean, other than that game and maybe a few others, I mean, coaches are going to make bad choices, bad decisions every now and then. And if you fire him, who else could you get right now? I'm not saying fire him. I just think sometimes he makes some stupid ass decisions. But I, I people think I make stupid ass decisions too. I, I look at the players too, and all the players seem to love him and like playing for him too. So that's a big factor. I mean, you don't want a situation where the coach is like the main target and players want yeah. to go. So I like, I like avoiding those situations. All right, next up, quote from Skip Bayless on Undisputed. <laughs> I know the answer to this, but I just thought it was so funny. He said, "Manu Ginobili is better." Was better than Akeem Olajuwon. At what? Basketball. Uh, the, the actual sport playing? Yes, playing basketball. What, Akeem won back-to-back with the Rockets? Top three center of all time. Uh, he might uh, be higher than top three. 25 and 12. They play probably. such a different style of game, though. Like That's so unfair to compare them. It's like saying... In their prime, would Roy you rather Hill. have Hakeem Olajuwon or Manny Ginobili? Akeem. I don't think it's even close. Yeah, what a, So basically what this comes down to is... I mean, Manu Ginobili averages 13 points per game for That's his such averages. a Jason McIntyre take. So you're that, guilty. So, no, I'm not guilty. Skip Bayless is guilty. Skip Bayless is guilty. 
Okay. That is a Jason McIntyre take. Yeah, it is. That's like, just something to get people. I can't fathom it. He's that's, a Spurs fan, obviously, but that's something to just get people riled up and talk about it. And that's what we're doing. That's like saying, okay, Tony Parker is better than Shannon like, Sharp. Put Chris him in Paul. a body bag after that. that is combo. Mono an all? Is he a Hall of Famer? Yes. Yeah, Mono. Hall of Famer's. I mean, Mono Jump is great. Don't get me wrong, but he, but, he, but what he did for Argentina, yeah. it, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> He's falling out of the chair again. Someone help me. Here, grab my hand. <laughs> that chair's a little suspect. Uh, did we cut that part out? <laughs> no, we leave that. Okay, one. anyways, uh, yeah, for what he did in Argentina, the NBA Hall of Fame. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame, it's just basketball. I just got to – I don't even know where we're at. All right. He's blushing I gotta so quit. hard right now. I got to quit leading back. Thank God this isn't a live recording video. All right, last one, my personal favorite. Dan Dockich is a chump. <laughs> You can take this one. I gotta look up something real quick. I mean, you can't say guilty or not guilty. I gotta. I'm gonna look up the definition of a chump just so I get like <laughs> the full. Okay, a foolish or easily deceived person. No, I don't think he is. Okay, but you know, people say when you when you like you're a chump. I feel I'm really happy with Dan Dockett today because he's just been going at IU basketball Twitter all day and it's just making take me so good. take the recent events out of it. Well, is yeah, he a chump? He's a, he's an effing chump. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm chump. It's a douche. He's a genius in a way. Like he's has what the number one sports show in Indiana. He just gets people riled up all the time. People are always talking about. Him. He moves the needle. So chump, he's he's more of a genius to me, a dumb genius. So I think chump might be fair. Do you think he knows that he's a genius? I think so. I think he knows I what he's doing. I don't agree. I think he knows what he's doing. There's no way you can be that stupid constantly. You know what you're doing. I think he is. All right. I think he's that stupid. I, I just think he likes to rile people up. My favorite thing he does now is whenever some IU fan comes at him, he always just picks the ones out that, like, <laughs> fat, <laughs> unathletic. It, what? Hold on. Give me a second here. I've got, i got to get to the tweet. I'm sorry. I'm wasting time. Yeah, that's time. one of the, the How things that he does that makes... Blocked. No, I, I'm not blocked by him, though, personally. We need to get blocked by him by our personal Okay, terms. so, uh, anyways, there's this video, there's this picture. What's it say? Where's this guy's face? He always calls them, like, fat and out of shape. Yeah. Guys with facial hair. So you can you can tell it gets to him a little bit, because you don't go the he personal He blocks people. Yeah. It does get to him. So Chump's fair. I think Chump's That's fair. That's why Chump's fair. If he could take it like he dishes it out is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, yeah. sorry. This is perfect. Sorry. This is perfect. Bearded, unathletic, dopey look. <laughs> I love it. Dopey. He, <laughs> act, he acts like he's in shape. The man's 55 years old and he's got a beer belly. Just like everybody else. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Dockett, you heard it here. you got a beer belly. Is it time? It's time. For what? I'm going to pause it real quick. Oh. Right We're going to go around the association up next. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. Live from the Born Ready to Pop Studios, it is time for the Born Ready to Pop. You have a stroke. Be the fifth one this week, if that was. No. Like I said, it's time for everyone's favorite segment on here at Born Ready to Pod podcast. My phone won't unlock. Here we go. 
Clint Capella back for the Rockets after missing 15 games with ligament damage in his right thumb. The Pacers already completed their season series with the Rockets 0-2 in these games. James Harden had an interview over the break with Rachel Nichols about his 30-point scoring streak. It's something I had to do because of our situation. It's not something I'm fully focused on. Harden has now scored 30 or more points in 31 straight games. The Rockets get back Capella, have added Kenneth Fareed, Iman Shumpert, and Austin Rivers. Is this team any good? And do you believe First Harden's off, comments? what I do want to say is this is why I like around the association because I didn't know Clint Capella was coming back. Yeah, he's back. Without around the association, I wouldn't have known that. Um, I don't even remember what the question is. Harden, no, they Harden's suck. going to the second round. They suck. Second round problem. I hate watching. Where them. are they right now in the standings? I, I think get, they're fifth. They could be first by thirty-five games, and I wouldn't give two shits. They can't defend. I hate them. I can't stand watching Harden. He literally the last game I I watched it for a few minutes, and he was like at nineteen points, so, like five minutes left. He just started chucking and ducking, and it was the most. If the playoffs were today, who would they play? They would play the Trailblazers. All right, Trailblazers. They win. win. No, I take the Uh, Trailblazers. Trailblazers always choke. So do the Rockets. It'll be a great matchup. You got Chris Paul, the quintessential choker. Yes, they've only been to the Western Conference Finals Finals once. Yeah, they. I mean, no. This team's definitely worse than last year. I can't even believe I had to talk about James Harden. I don't. So I don't think I agree with him. He definitely cares about the streak. Oh my God! If you would have watched how pathetic it was, like that is a lie. He started shooting from like he was going from logo Lillard range. But at the same time, I do agree with him a little bit. He had to do some of that with Capella. The best added Fareed, and Fareed was an absolute beast in the game. The best part is people now are defending him with their hands behind their backs. Ooh. And I think someone got called for a foul still. Just because they know if they like get anywhere near him, he's gonna get called for or they're gonna get called for the foul. And he was also trying to teach Dwayne Wade's son at All Star Weekend. Did you see that? How to how to draw a foul. Yeah, like a move like a move that he has and it's just like, oh no, he's he's teaching the young generation how to get to the foul line. He puts the ball out. As soon as you reach for it, he just moves the ball two more inches and then throws that son of a bee up there. And if it goes in, great. If not, he gets two free throws. I hate him, and I never want to He is good at basketball, but he is very annoying. He's good at offense. He's not good at basketball. Moving on. All right, moving on. Joel Embiid, to miss a week with knee soreness. Good for the Pacers. Thoughts? Um, I saw that it was load management. So I don't even know if he's really hurt. But, you know, if, if he's not, Sixers can give him, a, you know, a week break here and there. I don't think they really need to play him that much to the playoffs. They're going to get a yeah. three or four seed. Yeah. So especially now with the T- Tobias Harris, so I think they can afford to sit him more often. Because let's be honest, the only thing he really needs to be ready to go for is the playoffs. He was really slowed down last year in the playoffs. You could tell there in the second round. Guessed. So I think it. I don't think he's really hurt, but it wouldn't surprise me if there was a lingering issue because he does have knee problems. But I think right now they're just trying to be cautious because. They want to make it to the conference finals. I don't really understand sending him for load management because when I need load management, I just drink an extra cup of coffee. Yeah. So maybe they should try that. I mean, maybe I, – I don't know. That's all I'm saying. But I, it does help the Pacers a little bit, but they got so much scoring now. I think they got Tobias Harris to kind of fix all that stuff. I would be interested to see what they'll do defensively with the center position. They but. have Boban. He's going to get – yeah, he's, he's the one of the, only other one of the worst defensive centers in the league, though. Like, I think they need a rim protector, and Embiid is getting better defensively. So I, I, I do think it's good for the Pacers, but let's be honest, it's not unexpected. I mean, he's going to get out. two and a half weeks off. All-Star game didn't count as playing time. He's going to get two and a half weeks off 
He just gets to sit. So Yeah, that's what happens when you're in the face of the franchise, I guess. Yeah. All right. NBA estimates 37 to 40% of players will be free agents this summer. How much? 37 to 40% of the players in the NBA will be free agents. Two collective bargaining bargaining agreements ago, we set out to shorten contracts to more closely tie pay to performance and to help teams rebuild faster. That's a quote from Adam Silver. Andre Iguodala replaces LeBron James as VP of the Players Association. Thoughts on this trend of around 40% players free agents and what do you, how do you think it affects the league? Uh, the trend, I mean, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. I, I think it'd be, I kind of think it's good for the NBA just because I feel like the, the, the thing the NBA does, the offseason is just crazy. So adding yes. more spies to it's pretty good. It also gives uh, the owners a chance to kind of reset the markets a little bit, um, kind of make those contracts a little more doable. Because now guys are just like terrible. Like Chandler Parsons' contract is just god awful. Like find like out clauses and shit. But then by the time Chandler Parsons is on the last year of his deal, he's going to be a trade chip because it's like, oh, I get $30 million. So you're coming off the books after this year. So I do think it's good. I think it's good for the NBA, and it's going to make the offseason even just a little more interesting. And especially after the summer of 2016 with all those ridiculous contracts. Yes, it was bad. Um, people, Teams are now more cautious in Very much the, so. the years they're given out. So I like the one- to two-year deals you're not strapped down, and I think it's good for players. I mean, obviously, if they don't get hurt, it's good for players because, like, J.J. Redick, he's living on one-year deals right now, and he's yeah. doing just fine for himself. Absolutely. NBA and FIBA set to launch a 12-team African League in 2020. There will be a tournament for teams to qualify into the league with no more than two teams from each country. To me, this is awesome. A tournament just to be in a professional league. I love this. Like, you have to fight. This tournament will be, like, must-watch to me. Like, a tournament to be in a league and, like, have an established franchise. Great idea. Silver strikes again. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. And it goes along with our our dump contest idea. Last guy. Whoever wins dunk contest gets that last spot. Silver, if you're listening. Yeah. You know what to do. Well, we might have to email him. We've been pretty close with him recently. so He's probably easier to get a hold of than David Benner. <laughs> I hate David Benner so much. Go ahead. You don't hate David. We love David Benner. Yes, we, we love David love Benner. He's Are you done with around these? No, I didn't. Oh. Do you have any thoughts on the, the African League? I'm just going to say he's a five on my... Okay. I think the league's either. called BAL, Ball, Basketball African League or something. Is like it going to be bigger <laughs> Excuse me, than the JBA <laughs> Is the yes. JBA happening still? I don't know. I haven't heard any JBA updates. I think in Africa it'll be bigger. I don't know. I mean, well, I haven't heard about LeVar Ball since the trade deadline, so he really shut up too since then. Sorry, I changed the subject. No, it's fine. JBA, LeVar Ball. I hate Interesting. LeVar. Okay, are we done with that? <laughs> Perfect. All right, this next one's a little long, so bear with me. Tim Donaghy, back in the news. I just look over and there's like 15 paragraphs. <laughs> there will be a movie here soon about him. You bet. think so? Oh, I bet. The man who spent 15 months in prison for illegally betting on NBA games while being a referee, and then once released claimed he never actually fixed games or threw calls to win bets. This was later confirmed by the FBI and NBA commission. Scott Eden, a reporter for ESPN Magazine, did an interview with the FBI agent Phil Scull. He said he never fully believed he did not fix these games. The NBA only investigated 17 games he officiated during the 2006-2007 season. Only 17. Even though he admitted to betting on games as far back as 2003. So ESPN the magazine did more research and found 23 of the 30 games he officiated had favorable betting outcomes. The man Tim entered an agreement with Jimmy the Sheep Batista. For every game that he covered, Donaghy would receive $2,000. 
Donaghy said to a friend he could fix games six points either way. His tactics included picking up, picking on the best player and calling an illegal defense penalty early so the team would be less aggressive. These people I was fixing games for were making millions. I'm an idiot. I should have got more money. A quote from I technology. love that. Dude. Yeah. So basically the reason this comes back out is they did another interview after what had been a long time and found that he fixed so many games. He had like a 77% win percentage in games that he fixed to a favorable betting outcome. And this was never really investigated. They invested 17 games and they concluded that they don't they didn't see any sketchy calls, but there was like six other seasons that they didn't even do any research on. And he's coming out now and saying how he did it and he's just basically trying to get back in the news. But it's all very interesting because betting's legal now in the NBA or not legal in the NBA, but it's from a national, you know, law standpoint, it's not illegal to gamble anymore necessarily, but so that's just interesting to the fact that he did that. Thoughts. Um and it's not only for gambling purposes. You can't tell me that there's an ulterior motive, even from the NBA to officials, that they want certain matchups or certain teams need to win. Like, for example, LeBron James is going to make the playoffs. And you can't tell me over the next month, month and a half, that the Lakers won't get favorable calls in games to help them make the playoffs. There's going to be a push from the front office to these officials to help get the Lakers into the playoffs. There's going to be a push in the playoffs to help these bigger market teams advance. And I know this has nothing to do with the gambling, but this is just my other conspiracy theory, is also like a team like the Indiana Pacers, the NBA doesn't want that in the the finals. Unless we have Giannis or something like that. They don't want that in the finals. NBA games have always been sketchy. This just pisses me off even more. You can even think of that Sacramento Lakers series. Uh, back in 02, things like that. Just sketchy moves, officiating, calls not going both ways. I love the NBA so much, but it just sometimes really sucks to love it. Yeah, I think the fact that you would think there's only one guy illegally, you know, at a there's referee, more than there's one. more. He's just the one that got caught. Yeah, Joey Crawford, we're watching you. <laughs> I really have nothing to add. I think you guys hit it. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Like we'd watch those games. Especially when LeBron was in Miami, and my God, like there were times if you just if you looked at him cross-eyed, it was like a flagrant, and like it's okay they're they're down five, well now they're gonna be down three, and then I just remember like stupid ass like <laughs> block charges, um, illegal screens. I mean you could call illegal screen, you call three seconds all the time in the NBA, and all of a sudden they just pop up, and you're just like okay well, this is clear what's happening, so. I do think it's interesting. You know a 30 for 30 is coming on it. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for it. Me neither. I think it, the best is the quote at the end where he said, these guys are making millions I'm working for. <laughs> I, made, I wasn't making shit, basically. Right, right. Yeah, if you're putting that much on the line, you better be making more. So, yes, I do agree that he's an idiot. All right, that's all for the Around the Association. It's time to close. Around the Association. <laughs> so, in closing today, i got a few more topics here. Recapping on some things we have. But first off, the topic I wanted to bring up was spam phone calls. We all get them. I get them. You get them. Listener, you right now, you get them. Thoughts on spam phone calls. How many spam phone calls do you get each day? So I had a roommate in college who we would go at it back and forth every now and then. And we, it was hard living together. We, uh, we're good buddies still to this day. But, you know, just living with someone for that many months, you can get tits and get high. He threw me through a wall once. You know, I, I didn't Are react. you talking about Thunder. No, I'm not talking about no, that. Thunder. <laughs> not Thunder. But anyway, 
he's he's a master at getting back at me. He just put my number on everything he could find online. He just filled out <laughs> stuff, put my number on everything. I probably get ten to fourteen spam calls a day. So <laughs> I'm wow. not kidding. Just people selling me like condos or people just wanting me to get health insurance through them. It is the most annoying. I ignore all calls if. If I don't have your number and you call me, I'm not answering because I just assume it's another spam call. And I have answered. I've told these people to take me out of these lists. They refuse. They won't. They're they're addicted to the game. I can't blame them too much. But one of these days, I'm going to cave in and buy something. I'm going to buy a condo. In they're Miami just so smart, though, because now it says, like, now it pops it's coming up from Indiana numbers. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I'm working on my master's degree. Hi, so I was just wondering if you had a few <laughs> minutes here to talk about your health insurance plan. No, and, and it's like, and like the lady, hi, this is, and she does it the same time. I literally don't even, I just click off. I You've just, been chosen as a winner for our contest. You're like, it gets you going a little bit. You're like, oh, what did I win? I hate it. Now you give us your social security number and uh, how many do you get a day? Do you get spam calls every day? I got I at least one a day. I get at sure. least I get three or four, and I've been getting them. But today at work, between one to three, that's why I put this question on here. I got three of them. Yeah. You give it to them. You seem like the type of guy that would just start cussing. What I do now is I will slide open and then I just hang up. Yeah. Like one of these days it could be yeah. my doctor's office or something like that. I'm gonna hang up. Oh, I've hung up on so many people that like I don't need. I don't need, like. It's like I'm not even gonna give you the time to get through to my voicemail and keep your like keep vibrating here. I'm just gonna answer and hang up. I won't say hello. Between the hours of like 10 a.m. and 3 p.m., I get probably eight or nine calls. No joke. Just That's from ridiculous. random numbers. It's the worst. So that brings me to the, my next point. Should we call back a spam number each show? And harass them. Yes. So we got these numbers saved. I got a lot of them. So, so should we give it a shot right now? <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's just do it. Yeah, so let's see what this was just unprecedented. We don't know what's going to be on the other line. It's probably going to be junk. We're calling a spam number right now on the Born Ready to Pod podcast. And it doesn't even work. You can't even call them back. You can't even call them They're back. They're masters. So you got She's another one more. You got another one. You got another one right Thank under you it. Thank for calling Northview Dental of Coconut. Oh, it's my dentist. See, oh. this happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one from Battleground. I've never been to Battleground, so I don't know. The number you have reached, 567. Yeah, see, it doesn't even, you can't even call him so, back. So, you can't even call him back. this out. Let's see, I'll try to pull one off mine. Might as well. You got to call them back like right away. I think they just like the numbers just well, yeah, their numbers. get deleted. There's like a, a site that'll do that. I got a phone call from... Liga near Indiana. I don't. I've never even heard of that. Rushville. Yeah, call the Rushville one back right now. So we're calling Rushville. It's ringing, which is rare. You have reached a non-working number. Yeah. Announcement. Every time. All non. This has to be illegal or something. Do we need to get in tar- touch with like a congressman? <sighs> we need to. All right. So that. Access that idea. So unless, so the only way we can do this is if we get a spam call while we're recording. Then we have to answer, no matter if we're in the middle of talking <laughs> to Thaddeus. If we have Young. Reggie Miller on. Reggie Miller's on the podcast. <laughs> Got to interrupt it. Speaking of Thaddeus Young, next thing I want to bring up: David Binner, Pacer in Pacers Media Relations, been there for a long, long time. He's famous the guy, from the, the Reggie documentary. Miller, yeah. And Reggie Miller would point at him uh, before every game and yell in his face. David Binner. Uh, very, very highly respected guy in the very Pacers organization. Very handsome. Uh, Thad Young, shout out Dewan first of all. Dewan got Thad Young to agree to come on Born Ready to Pot on Twitter two or three weeks ago. So I've sent in that time span. He told us to hit up uh, David Venner on Twitter. So I've sent David Venner three emails from my personal email account. No response. 
Uh, we've been on him on Twitter. So again, just this week, I messaged Thad Young again. I replied to him. I said, when can we set up your interview? He said, hit up Tasers <laughs> DMB. So hit up David Benner. Uh, we've been tweeting at him for the last 24 hours. I don't know if I should send him another email because I'm probably just going to a spam folder at this point. Pacers Twitter, we need you to help us out here. We need listeners. We need some help. We got it. I've tried to look this man up on Facebook. I've tried to look him up on LinkedIn. He's in I've tried to look him up on Instagram. All he's got is a Twitter and an email. We need some help because this is our Thaddeus Young. Our white whale, you will. We need to get him on the podcast. Love him. He's willing to come on the podcast. I wish we could work with Thaddeus to work this out ourselves instead of having the middleman, but I understand how that goes. I need David Benner to reply to us because I'm going crazy. One of two things are happening. Either David Benner's in the witness protection program and he can't like talk to people directly like that, or he's just flat out ignoring us, seeing these messages, and he I don't know why, but maybe he just doesn't like it. Listen, if anybody sees him live at the games... And Chris, we're we're hoping Chris sees him live on Saturday, but you guys have got to do this for us. Just flood him, just flood his ass with all <laughs> kinds of notifications. Just tweet at him with the simple word. What what what's the word? What's a word that might pique his interest? Mm. Get fat on born ready to pod. I mean, I'm gonna tweet at him right now for my account. What well, what's just like a one word thing where he's like, "What the hell are these people doing, dude?" It needs to be like a hashtag or something. Give us young. Give us young. Give us young. That's it. There we go. I'm going to tweet at David Benner right now and just tweet give us young. Make sure you tag the podcast. So, Are you tweeting it from the podcast Uh, or from yours? Either way, which one should I do? Whichever you want. I think you tweet from yours. Yeah, and then just tag us in it so he knows that he needs to give us young. Not anybody else needs to give us young. I mean, that would be a hell of an interview. I don't know his Twitter name and I can't look it up. Pacers DMB. Yeah. What did I say I was going to tweet? I don't even remember. That's give a, us young. Want, yeah, give, give us, us young. young. I want to be forever. So while Hawk's doing that, uh, just to recap, T-shirts on sale on the website. If you need the link, let us know. It's in the Twitter buyer bio, and we've tweeted it out several times. Promo code Boyan. if you don't know how to spell his name, B-O-J-A-N. 25% off everything in the Born Ready to Pod store through Monday. Go hit up that deal. Support the podcast. All the money that we receive from the t-shirts goes right back into the podcast. Uh, we have fees to pay. A lot of people think we just do this for free. We have monthly fees we pay for the podcast. That's a great shot. Um, so support the podcast. Every dollar that we make goes right back into it. Uh, Hooters night, March 24th. We'll be talking about that every show. If you don't have plans to come, make plans to come. going to be a great night. We're just going to just... Hopefully, get everybody in the bar area just screaming and yelling, eating wings, having a great time. And then March Madness coming up. We'll have more details about that later, as long, along with Hawks uh, March Madness, which we'll be retweeting out. And you can join with $5 a bracket. So, that's all I got for you guys today. Like, subscribe, rate us five stars. Much yeah. appreciated. 41, last time I checked, 41 five-star ratings. Pretty good. I'm waiting for that one to two star to come in. <laughs> I mean, it's got to come in. Everybody's, gonna everybody's got them. Um, I know one day I'm going to get the notification. It's going to break my heart. But, yeah, make sure you are rating us. I, we get plenty of listens. I mean, for a podcast that pretty much, I mean, we record in, uh, you know. The studio. The studio. Um, we get plenty of listens, and not everybody is 
rating us on iTunes. So if you could give us a five-star review, we'd greatly appreciate that. Also, we have Miles Turner posters on Twitter right now, along with Board Ready to Pod bumper stickers. Retweet that, answer the question, follow us, and you're entered into the drawing. So fun stuff we do all the time. Breaking news. Not really breaking because our fans can't see it, but I just broke a little code here on Kevin Pritchard's big board. Oh, and I'm not, nope, nope, nope. We're going to tease it. We'll talk about it next time. Oh. All right. Like that's going to wrap up this episode. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.